Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bring On The Reviews podcast, where if you want to review it, my name is DC, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you a ton of movie news, comic news, and even some TV news as well. This is the 70th, ep- 70th episode of the podcast that's happening on August 7th, 2018. So, um, the section I normally go with is thumbs up, thumbs down, then come into theaters. Um, and thumbs up, thumbs, thumbs up, thumbs down. What I normally do is I give my um, thoughts and my concerns about images, videos, and even some news that happened in the, the course of the past week. Um, sometimes I go off the script, um, but I give thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs middle, thumbs in the whole circle of the universe sort of things. So the first thing I have up here is um, Patrick Stewart is coming back for a new Star Trek series. This is quite interesting. Um, I wasn't sure when I read the article, like, what would they be doing? Because from what I remember, um, the last thing he's been in was the Star Trek Nemesis movie, which was not the greatest movie in the world. It's It was very, very weird. And the fact that it had, like, a... Um, spoiler alert. I can't... It's been, it's been 16 years, roughly. This movie had it where... Uh, Picard had a, a clone of himself, younger clone that was evil, and it's just a whole lot of craziness happened in this whole movie. It's um one of those things where I'm not sure why they made this movie. It crossed over quite a few um generations, which was kinda sweet, but the movie itself was eh, not the best movie in the world. So now hearing that Patrick Stewart is coming back to the series, it's Sounds alright. I'm not sure what exactly he would do, because from what it mentioned, um, he retired, kind of, in the last movie. So, I'm not sure if there's going to be a reason why he comes back. Um, maybe Riker dies? There might be a reason why he comes back. That's the only thing I can think of, why he would come back for a series and continue his story. Because by the time now, he's kind of up to an age. Is going to become a captain again and be like, alright, this is my ship. Is he going to be on the Enterprise? Is he? Is he going to um, pilot another ship instead and be like, yo, Enterprise not me anymore. That was years ago. I'll go to this other ship and do my thing um, and, you know, bring in the, the new recruits of sorts, possibly. But for me, I, I give it a thumbs up. Um, it's kind of cool seeing that um, he returns to this character that they, it's been like roughly 20 so years or not really 20, so it's been like 16 years since she actually bring back in like the Picard kind of zone. So it's kind of cool to see exactly what will come up with this whole um, new Star Trek um, series. So I'm kind of happy for it. I'm kind of kind of stoked and excited. The next thing I have here is um, a possible villain for the Birds of Prey movie. So if you're not familiar with Birds of Prey, it's basically the... Um, the ladies of DC. So it's going to be Harley Quinn. It's going to be possibly, um, um, Black Canary and also, um, Huntress with a couple other characters. It all depends on, on who they bring out. Um, they mentioned here, um, um, Cassandra Kane might show up as well. Um, and, um, Renee Montoya. So who knows? But it's basically, it's supposed to be the the rough and tough, um, the nice looking characters that could beat your butt kind of um, series. So this movie um, 
it's going to be kind of cool. And the possible villain for it is going to be the Black Mask, which for me, that's a big thumbs up. Um, the Black Mask is a very strong character. Um, if you remember, if you probably don't remember if you if you do. If you do remember, um, the Arkham series video games had Black Mask as one of the villains, even though he wasn't a strong villain in those movies, but in other movies, like the Red Hood movie, he's a very, very strong character. Um, Black Mask is one of those characters where it solidifies your story if you're trying to bring out a story for these characters. Uh, I kind of could see some pretty cool things popping up when you have Black Mask going against these ladies. I, I can see a lot of great things happening. It's unfortunate that he didn't show up in the Batman universe first and then come over to Birds of Prey, but it's, it's perfectly fine how to have it because you need someone strong to go against these ladies. You can't have it where you have strong ladies and then a weak villain because, you know, it's just, it just not the right thing. It just makes it look, look very, very weird. So having... Black Mass as their potential villain could be the thing they definitely need, which is, you know, star power. They need um, a strong antagonist. And this is pop. This potentially could be the person. It really could. Next thing I have here is um, Supergirl in the works for a new movie. So if folks haven't remembered, there was a Supergirl movie roughly 35 years or so ago that starred um helen slater um not many people know that that movie came out it wasn't bad um i remember it from watching on like the old days of c cw slash wb it used to come on like saturday afternoons and when i saw it it wasn't horrible it wasn't the best either but now that we have the supergirl series on the cw um tv universe uh, I can see nothing but great things coming from uh, a live-action version come to the big screen. Um, potentially, they have um, have storylines of Henry Cavill showing up to be like the mentor of sorts, which is kind of like how the TV show is now, but it'll center more around them too. So I, I kind of want to see that. I really can. Um, this one, thumbs up, definitely. They've, they've gotten... They've, they've talked to folks, and the folk the, the person they talked to was the screenwriter for um, 22 Jump Street and The Cloverfield Paradox, which is um, Orian Uziel. Um, so, it, it doesn't sound horrible. Uh, I could see it being pretty fun, especially the whole 22 Jump Street um, um, scene. Because when it comes down to it, 22 Jump Street, the thing that worked out well for that series was the fact that they had both those characters, um, Jonah Hill and 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 Tatum, how they was both together and they felt like they played off each other quite well. So if they do this right with the Supergirl movie, I could see it being where Henry Cavill is definitely that, you know, responsible character, but also have where Supergirl is coming in like, yo, I'm older, even though you look older, it is it'll be kinda cool to see that. Um, so that for me is definitely a, a, a thumbs up. So next thing I have here is, um, a prequel movie for the Sandlot movie, which it, it feels weird to be honest. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Um, this one, the thumbs middle, just because when I think about the prequel, 
I think about what are you going to say in this movie? Potentially, they could talk about um, the Beast character, which uh, I'm not really exactly, you know, keen on trying to do a movie about that one story. Um, You can have, they mentioned that they could possibly have it where they talk about how the the legend of the beast came to to fruition in the movie, which for me I, I don't see it as something that you could tell us a full length story about. Maybe if you do like a, a short cartoon series or maybe even um a a TV show series, maybe. But for a movie, for me, I can't see it where you talk about this um the lore of the beast. If they potentially did like a sequel. I've been more happy to see that one because then you could bring in these older characters, bring them in, um, have them do like one or two cameos. Because when you do this whole prequel, you can't really bring in the older characters into the universe because it's been 25 years. All these characters now are are pretty much adults, um, having kids of their own and whatnot. So for me, this, it feels weird. Um, but I'm guessing they didn't want to go to that route just because... A lot of movies do that route where they do the sequel and have where the kids of the original movie is going through the whole series, which it could be fine. Um, I would say if they do that route, um, that they could definitely um, go from the smallest character because that's that's the most famous character. Um, actually, it's not the most famous character, but the most talked about character from my aspect. Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing that, but uh, see a potential story about the Hercules um, beast character. It just it it feels weird. It's just not something that I, I really want to see, and I don't think there's gonna be much to talk about when you actually mention that character. It just it just it feels like it's not gonna be enough to warrant a full length feature movie. So that's just me. Thumbs middle for that one for sure. The next thing I have here is, um, so John Cho, who's the star of the Searching movie, originally turned down the script for this movie that he's in, which I find interesting because um, the movie that the, the the reason why he said he turned it down at first was because of the aspect of the the not really the. traditional um screen kind of thing it's more or less like the unfriended um like camera in front of you you're on the screen kind of um shooting kind of style which which i don't mind because unfriended when it had that kind of aspect it wasn't the worst thing in the world because you see them through the lens like they're right there in front of like a, a tv screen or even like a um uh LCD monitor screen that that wasn't bad at all. So seeing it's going to be kind of like that, it could bring a new aspect to um, this movie genre, which is, is booming to be honest. Um, unfriended because it had that kind of feature, it, it made the movie enjoyable. Uh, I could see it if they did the old version, then it could be a movie that I didn't want to see at all. That's like the the drawn ticket for me basically. So he, that's one of the main reasons why he said no to it at first, but after meeting with the screenwriter and the director, um, he eventually said, all right, let's do it. Um, and that's a good choice. Cause I'll be honest, if you go watch the trailer for it, the movie looks pretty solid. It looks pretty good. It makes me want to find out 
what exactly happened because from if you haven't watched the trailer you should definitely go see the trailer but i give you a, a general synopsis of the trailer itself basically when it comes down to it john cho's um character basically believes that his daughter is having a great life she's good to go um there's nothing wrong with her she's perfectly fine but slowly but slowly you find out that nothing's been portrayed the way it's how it's supposed to be so you see that the daughter's actually having a lot of trouble at school even though he thought everything was perfectly fine and it, it changes the narrative where it's not the typical oh my my daughter's perfect x y and z and it shows that she was perfect there's like a level of doubt in the characters and it's like all right this from from jump it sounds kind of sketchy so you're not really sure and then as the time goes along there's more and more revealed so it feels like um it feels like it should be a pretty solid film for me so that um coupled with this reason why i understand why because with john cho um he's not a, a young character so these new um shooting aspects of it could be somewhat foreign to him which I'm perfectly fine, and that's the reason why I gave this one a, a three quarters the way up, just because his reason is warranted because he's not he's not a spring chicken. He really isn't. So for me, I can't find myself you know giving him a a hard you know um, rating because oh he wasn't really sure on how this whole um, aspect of shooting from the screen will be. So for me, I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly fine. If he was like oh he's totally against it, then I'm like, ah, come on, dude, you have to evolve with the time, so for his reasoning, and the fact that he decided in the end to go with it, because he believes in the project, he believes in the um, writer and director, uh, I'm gonna give that three thumbs um, up, basically, so um, next thing I have here is um, Movie Pass. so, <laughs> I've been talking about MoviePass for the last, like, two weeks or so, kind of. I, I believe two weeks. Um, so, MoviePass has gone through many iterations in the last month or so. From it being um, blacked out on dates from the Mission Impossible week. To it being um, not working for the last couple of days. To it blocking out other dates for other movies. Um, so, it's been a hard time for MoviePass. So, originally, what they was trying to do was increase their subscription um, price from $10 a month to $15 a month. And have it where movies that come out brand new won't be viewable for the for two weeks and then they'll come back out again. And they even they'll block out a few of the, the, the higher profile movies just because it could be quite pricey, basically. So instead of doing that model, they decided to go with a different model, which for me, it's a real turnoff indeed, just because it's it's a crazy it's a crazy new model. It really is. So first and foremost, I give this a thumbs down, all the way down. Like if I had like twelve thumbs, I'll put it all the way down for each one, to be honest. Um so their new process is to have it where the movie um, pass subscription still stays at $10 a month, but instead of it being where you watch a movie a day, they change it to where you can watch three movies in that month. Now, think about that. 
it's it's a very huge change. It's one of those things where it's a, a drastic change to where you're going to lose a lot of sub- subscribers based on that alone. It's, just, it, it's crazy. Three movie watching for a month. When originally you had where you could watch a movie per day. That that's that's crazy. That's that's um how how, how percentage of that three on um thirty days. So it's roughly um a hundred percent drop off. Not, not by a hundred percent, but you could get the percentage drop off on that one. From thirty days, we'll be able to watch it to only three days um to watch it. It's it it is hundred percent. It is. Yeah, hundred percent drop off. Um, yes, that, that's just craziness. I, I can't I can't be behind that. Um, so that's not the only thing. Also, um, so if you want want to watch more than three movies a month, you can watch additional movies that will be um, like discounted off to like five dollars. So five dollar tickets after the three movies, you can watch that. So this movie model, which I'm guessing they're trying to really get back their money because right now it sounds like movie pass is pretty broke and this is their new model that's will potentially get the money in the bank which for me i don't see it happen um i really don't um i see a lot of folks jumping ship um right now the amc um, stubs a list is a lot better than this one to be honest um, with their own you can watch uh, three movies a week and it could be IMAX, it could be um, all the other premium movies, and there's no blackout dates. And that's for $20 a month, which is fine. I'm perfectly fine with that. I feel that with MoviePass, they should have went back to their $50 a month subscription. Um, I think that would have been better for everyone. A lot of people would have cringed a little bit and groaned. But at the same time, if you did that model and keep it where you can still watch a movie a day... For folks who won't be too mad and then don't block out dates for premium movies, you could probably you could probably stagger them a little bit where um say they're not as many showings as possible. Which is kinda of like a blackout, but not as the point where you, you take them completely off the, the application altogether, because that's that's crazy talk. It really is. So for me, those reasons alone, reason why I give it a thumbs down, it's just it's a bad move, bad form. Um, I'm not sure what they'll do in the next couple of months. I'm guessing if they see that subscriptions go down drastically, they might change it again. Because I can be honest, um, they've been changing their their messaging for the last past three weeks or so. So who knows if this is going to be the last one that they put out there. But for me, um, it's just not a good look. Not, not a good look at all. So that's it for Thumbs and Thumbs Down. Um, next section I have here is come to theaters. So um, every week this movie that's come out in theaters, you'd be surprised. Um, there's a ton of movies that come out each and every week. And in this section, I'll give it either, um, I'll rank it basically from interested to uh, I'll pass. So you kind of guess what that is from what I mentioned just a while ago. So there's um, actually five movies that's coming out this week. Uh, one that's coming out tomorrow, which is Dog Days. It's like a romantic comedy Um about dogs, of course, um, dog days. Um, so for that one, I don't mind it. Um, I give that one a barely interested. It's one of those things where I, when I watched the the trailer, it made me want to see it. But the fact that I'm not a dog owner, and I feel like it's 
is centered mostly around dog owners and it's geared to try to get as many dog owners in the theaters as possible for the movie i didn't mind it it had some funny moments in it and it made me kind of want to see it but not really but i wouldn't mind going to see if if i had like a free time i would go see it and i wouldn't be pissed off watching it so that that's for me um the next one we have here is Axel. So this one is where there's a robotic dog and it's owned by the government, but this kid finds it and they basically bond. So dog theme again. Um, this one here, I give it a semi-pass. It doesn't look horrible, but again, I, I wouldn't, for, for this one, there's a difference. I wouldn't really spend my free time to go see it. If it was like in the movie theater and I was passing by one, I might go see it, but I won't go out my way to go see this movie. It's, it doesn't look too interesting. I feel like it's going to be very cliche. It's going to be one of those movies where I almost know what's going to happen from Jump. I'm not really going to be too interested in it, and, and that's why I gave it a semi-pass. Um, yeah, that's why I gave it a semi-pass. Um, next movie we have here is um, Black Klansman, um, which has been getting a lot of buzz. Um, for this one, I'm barely interested in it. Um, it looks like it'd be kind of fun, kind of cool to watch. It's not my kind of movie, to be honest. That's why I gave it a barely. Um, it'll be one of those movies where I wouldn't mind seeing this direction, especially when you have um, such great actors in this movie. It doesn't feel horrible, but at the same time, it feels like it's it might not be my cup of tea. Um, with um, Spike Lee, some of the movies hit for me and some movies don't really. Um, I'm gonna be honest. So for this one, I give the barely interested. I, I wouldn't mind seeing this, um, but I'm not gonna go heavily out of my way to go see it. But I wouldn't mind watching it. I wouldn't mind it. The next movie I have here is The Meg. Um, this is starring Jason Statham and it has um, Ruby Rose in it as well. So this movie, I'm actually quite interested to see this movie. I wouldn't mind going to see this movie like when it comes out in theaters. Um, the fact that it feels like a a Jaws meets um, Deep Blue Sea kind of thing, I, I wouldn't mind seeing this movie just because it looks like a lot of fun. Um, Rain Wilson is in it as well, which he's an amazing character. He's very, very funny. So I wouldn't mind going to see this movie. Actually, I really, really wouldn't mind seeing this movie. I'm actually kind of hyped to see it, to be honest. Um, just because there, it sounds like this gore, and I kind of wish that the the unrated version came out in theaters, just because I heard there's a lot more blood in that one, and a lot more people getting killed. So for me, I normally don't like gore and stuff, but for like like shark movies, I kind of do like the shark gory kind of stuff, except for Star Sharknado. Sharknado didn't like that at all, but for this one, I kind of want to see it. Actually, I really do want to see it. I really do. Um, so Meg, the Meg is, I get it. Um, I give it a quite interesting rating. Um, the next and last movie I have here in this coming to theater series um, section is Slenderman. Um, I gave this one a hard pass, to be honest. I really didn't want to see it. Um, when I saw the trailer, it really doesn't really drink, really, it doesn't really bring me to want to see it at all. Um, it doesn't seem scary. To be honest, it doesn't seem like something that would be fun to watch. It feels like it should have been like a a director TV, um, director video kind of situation. But I understand why folks are going for it. it. You need some horror movies out during this time period. 
But for me, Slenderman just feels weird. It doesn't really um, draw my attention too much. It just feels like something that will probably bore me whenever it comes on and might have me think about it, but not really at all. Um, so for me, that'll be a, a very hard pass on that one indeed. So um, that's all I have for this episode. Um, you can find us on all social medias on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, iTunes at Bring On Reviews. You can find us on Twitter at Bring On Reviews. No, the not one. You can use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for any comments, personal reviews, and suggestions you might have. You can even visit the website, which is BringOnReviews.com, for any movie reviews and even this podcast as well. If you love watching TV shows, enjoy watching movies. Therefore, you should definitely put your voice out there and start writing some reviews. If you want to write for reviews for this website, please email me at info at bringonthereviews.com and use the subject line, I want to join the review team. Um, besides that, you can also send in any questions and inquiries you might have to that same email address as well. Do find me on social media, on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at Dwight Ant C. That's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Again, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Or if you want to email me directly, you can email me at dc at bringonorreviews.com. And we'll catch your reviewers next time.